This is the Approaching the Natural podcast with Sid Garza-Hillman. Hello, small steppers. Welcome to everybody. Welcome one and all. I am glad you're here. If you're just joining me uh, for the first time, I don't know how you stumbled upon this. Uh, whatever way you did, boy, what a lucky turn of events that was uh, to get you here. But hang out with me uh, for this so many minutes. I have no idea. But um, you'll know kind of pretty quickly what goes on here. This is a, um, a, a podcast where I discuss my thoughts, perspectives, uh, sometimes bring in guests to talk about overall my approach to what I see as sustained health and happiness, how to actually achieve the things that we want in our lives, but in, in, in a way that I think we actually really want them, which is long-term. Um, I'm, I'm projecting, sure. I mean, maybe some of you out there are like, you yeah, know, no, Sid, I, I, this is the wrong podcast for me because I really just want to lose weight but then I want to gain it back as fast as possible. And in which case, this is definitely not the podcast for you. There's lots of other podcasts that will achieve that for you. They will tell you exactly what to eat and when and measure and count and weigh everything and and not tell you how to actually be the person that you truly are long term. And this is also, by the way, not about, really about food ever. Um. I didn't place myself in the best position when I started, uh, when I wrote my first book, Approaching the Natural, and launched this podcast, which was being a certified nutritionist, uh, the assumption is always that this is going to be about food. Like when people say, oh, you talk about food, food is like, no, I don't. I, in a way, I'm glad, I'm very glad that I studied nutrition and got that whole rigmarole and I teach, you know, that kind of thing. But in another way, it's it's been a little bit of a hindrance because the assumption is that this is all about food. Even the company I launched, um, Josh, about five months ago, smallsteppers.com, you know, the assumption of that is, well, I'm already eating well, so what do I need that for? It's because it's not about food. It can be. It's just not. It's just how you approach your life more on that today. But I do discuss all those things. I, I fashion myself as the, as the person who comes in and says, regardless of the things that you try and do in your life, I think to succeed at anything that gives you happiness means a, a, a steadfast and, and strong foundation of health and happiness, a baseline of, of energy and vibrancy and, and, and clarity of thought. These are the things, the everyday, yeah, boring, more boring, but th- to me, the most essential thing because it's the, it's the platform from which you jump off to do anything else you want. And I always impress upon um, that fact in, in when I teach you know, classes in nutrition, healthy living, and I'm like, first of all, we're going to whip through nutrition because you'll learn everything you need to know super fast. That's like a no-brainer. Um, and then now let's talk about what maybe is the context of why you would even be here in a class to learn about nutrition, which is you want to live better. And you want to have a day-to-day that makes you feel so good so that you can do the things that you want to do in your life. That's what this is all about. And I think there's not, an to me, there's not enough attention given to the mundane, everyday business of living better. I think there's not, it's not sexy. And I know that. I get it. That's why, you know, it's for whatever reason, that's just kind of where I'm sitting. But it's necessary. It's more necessary to me than anything else, than any top 10 superfoods or training plans or six-pack ab DVD things. It, this is more important than any of those things because this speaks directly to your health and happiness. This speaks to the quality of life that I think that we all want to live in whatever way that looks like for all of us. That's how we differ, sure, but we all want that thing. We all want a fulfilling, meaningful life. It's only a question of where we find that meaning, where we find that fulfillment. If we're finding it in things that are distractions, social media, 
drugs, alcohol, light box foods. If you're just joining me, put your email address in on my website and get a free chapter of my book and describes everything about light box, heavy box, SidGarzaHillman.com. Boom, there, great ad, right? Okay, and, and so it's, it's, it's all those things and more. Texting, checking email incessantly, all these things that we, we do, these are distractions. These are things that, that we can go to, to to get us through, and I think that's not helping us. I think that we're trying to find in those things enjoyment. I think we're trying to find in those things um, kind of pleasure in our lives that maybe is lacking, and I'm simply saying grab onto that pleasure, hold it, make sure you know that that's what you want. You are looking for pleasure. You're looking for excitement and for fun, and then there's ways to you can do that that are a little more um, self-sustaining and a little more long-term than the other stuff, and I've never told somebody not to do the other stuff. I'm just saying let's sneak in some longer-term uh, solutions to your your drive for happiness and joy so that you can balance out the not-so-healthy uh, solutions which are, that are still fun, not saying that, um, but they're not going to be long-term good for you, right? Okay. So that's what we do here. So go back and listen to old episodes. I actually am going to uh, talk today. Um, I'm going to revisit the me, not me game a little bit because I kind of skate over that and I realize like there's been many episodes that have gone by now without even, and it, if you're if you're like a longtime listener, it, the refresher is going to be good and I'm not going to dwell on it super long, but I am going to kind of touch base because I realize like I get new listeners all the time who haven't, you know, haven't been listening since episode one and I refer to things and I need to kind of make sure people are clear on what those things are. Um, by the way, is, is, <laughs> is like the worst segue in the world, but my new book, Raising Healthy Parents, Small Steps, Less Stress, and a Thriving Family is out now. It's on shelves. And the only reason I brought it up is because I was thinking I actually did a glossary in the book at the advice of my of the managing editor because she was like, maybe you should do a glossary. And I was like, for what? And she's like, well, there's things that you talk about that people may not know. And 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 they're, if they pick up the book and sort of thumb to a page, which is kind of how it's designed. It's supposed to be really accessible and fun and funny, and you just kind of grab a page and go. She said you could come up against you know, light box foods, and you may want to quickly know what that is and not try to have to find it somewhere else in the book. And so I was like, point taken. So I did a little glossary. It's got small steps. It's got me, not me game. It's got first task. It's got light box, heavy box food. So anyway, I don't whatever. This is what I'm just saying it, laying it out there for you. Um, Couple quick announcements. So, Health Made Simple is my uh, small steps oriented meal plan, and by my, I mean Matt Frazier, the No Meat Athlete, and my um, meal plan. We have a live Q and A coming up for any members listening to this of Health Made Simple. It is ha- it's going to happen. I think this week, actually, like maybe tomorrow. Oh my goodness, um, Matt should let me know. And um, that's Health Made Simple. If you go to nomeatathlete.com slash meal dash plan dash system. It is really, uh, I always call it a meal plan because it's easy to say that, but it's completely wrong. So maybe the easiest thing is not always the best thing. Oh, what? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hard work, you guys. That's what I'm talking about here. Um, it's not really a meal plan. There are meal plans in it, but it is a system of teaching you how to eat healthier. It is, it is um, just saw another meal plan hit the market that has, you know, a thousand recipes. And I'm like, yeah, most people that I know don't want to deal with a thousand recipes. It's just, you know, some people do, and they probably have way more members than we have. I don't know, don't care. This is for people who want to, most days, sound familiar? Most days, the, the non-sexy part of this, 
eat really simply and super healthy so that they have more time to do other stuff during the week, work, have less stress around their family lives and work lives. And then when they have time to cook, they can go whatever cookbook they want. There's thousands and thousands of cookbooks. We're just not that back. We're the non-cookbook times, just like this podcast is the non-sexy diet training plan times. This is the everyday person living better in the modern world. More on that uh, in a few minutes because, man, this is a nutty nut nut world, especially what's going on. I don't know if you guys were kind of like turned off by last week's episode, but I felt like I had to weigh in on that stuff and not be in, in, in a weird way because not because I'm like, well, everybody else is talking about it, but I see it as directly related to health and happiness in a very weird way, but I'm never said I'm not odd. I've never told you that I'm not weird. In fact, the opposite. I am definitely weird, but I look at things through that filter, and I'm looking at a world where people are dealing with all the stuff that's been going on with, uh, I'm not going to revisit it too much, but I will a little bit. Um, But last week's episode was all about the sort of the sexual harassment things going on and and that that intensively um, out there conversation now all of a sudden. It's like super amazing to watch the, uh, the amount of things coming out. It's like the floodgates opened, boom. And it seemingly is unrelated, I guess, to uh, eating well, and yet totally not unrelated. But, you know, again, that's just the argument I'm going to make here every week. Um, Okay, so what else? Uh, Smallsteppers.com, kicking ass. Join it. It's great. It's 12 weeks. Won't take over your life, but will change your life. That should be my new tagline. Won't. It'll change your life, not take over your life. And that goes for just being a small stepper, period. That's how you stay engaged. That's why I come here every week and talk about my approach, because... uh, that's what that is. It is a Sunday morning. Sorry, Monday morning. Wow, nailed it. Uh, Monday morning, kids are uh, out of school. It's Thanksgiving week of 2017. If you're joining, if you're listening to this in many years in the future, uh, I hope you're living in a better world and things have settled down a little bit. That, that's my hope for you in 2030. Uh, who's listening to this? As if technology will still be around then. Yeah, apocalyptic. That's what I'm talking about. Um, and so the kids are gone. I, kids are home, not in school. And I thought I'll get up and do do the podcast this morning. It's like a when our kids are not in school, it's vacation for parents because I'm not having to get up early and get lunches and smoothies. We kind of sleep in, and uh, rolled out of bed, and brewed yourself a cup of coffee, and come in here and do the podcast. And then I'm gonna go to work after at the Stanford Inn, StanfordInn.com. Where will I be? The next thing I've got going on is December 10th. I will. I do want to announce this because I know that I have a lot of listeners in the Bay Area, and this is in Berkeley at a little uh, restaurant called Sanctuary Bistro run by some friends of mine, Jen and Barry. And they uh, feature authors on occasion. I don't even know how often. Anyway, they asked me to come down and do a, a thing, a reading of Raising Healthy Parents and a, and a signing and have some dinner and hang out. It's going to be very informal and fun. Uh, it's a cute little bistro. So if you're in the Berkeley, Bay Area, Oakland, you know, San Rafael area, uh, come on by Sanctuary Bistro December 10th. And say howdy and hang out with me. Have a beer if you want to. Okay, good, great. In January, Healthy World Sedona, Arizona. Uh, May 19th, confirmed uh, New York City Veg Food Fest. And now confirmed Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, August, uh, Sorry, April 7th. And 94.2% confirmed is Wil- Wilmington, North Carolina. Yeah, that's right, North Carolina. Um the following week, like April 14th, I think it is. So that's exciting. I'm, I'm happy to, those are two cities uh, I've been, I don't know if I've been to. I've been to the, every state in the in this country except for Alaska. And I've been to Nashville, but I've not been to Wilmington. And so that's kind of fun to come back and uh, to Nashville and, and hang out. I remember liking it uh, significantly. Well said. 
Yeah, well said. Thanks to everybody um, who has donated to this podcast. I um, uh, truly appreciate it, and I and I ask you to to if you like what what you hear here. Um, there's ways to support. First of all, you could order some stuff from my website, not nutritional related, but you know, nutty nut nut T-shirts and mugs and 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 uh, stuff like that, which is cool. And you can donate. Uh, I, I ask people to buy me a virtual cup of coffee, um, which is two bucks a month. Just buy me a virtual cup of coffee. Just two. I'm gonna buy Sid a cup of coffee every month. Two bucks a month. And you can do that by going to SidGarzaHillman.com and clicking on the little donate button. Very easy to do. Set up a little monthly thing. Two bucks. You won't even know it's gone. I mean, you won't even know. Where'd that two dollars go? Honey, where'd that two? Nobody's ever said that in the history of mankind. Nobody said, I think I'm missing two dollars. Um, and I'll just be drinking a cup of coffee. On you. That's That works great for everybody. Uh, but thank you. And reviews. If you I've read Raising Healthy Parents, please go to Amazon and throw down a review, even if you hate it. Just whatever. I'd rather you didn't say a hateful review, but just review. Will you for crying out loud? Okay. Um, other quick announcement, YouTube. And I'm going to talk about that because... I'm sort of in the mix of the YouTube. Uh, this week's episode is uh, podcast episode relates to the YouTube video. I realize that some people listen to my podcast and don't listen to my the, go to the YouTube channel and vice versa. So I kind of want to not lose where I'm at in terms of the subjects that I'm talking about and thinking about. Um, I do a weekly series on YouTube now. Started um, about eight weeks ago. Can't believe how fast uh, that happened. Um, called the OMMW, the One Minute Midweek. I post it every every Thursday morning. And um, it's just a one-minute quick shot. Who can't afford one minute? You can't not afford it. I don't double negatives. They kind of make my brain roll badly. Um, okay, so good. Mendocino Coast 50K is happening. The wait list is growing. People are now emailing me. Could I? But I just want to, can I just? And I want to let everybody in, but I'm already oversold. Um, so so it's not. I'm not saying no. I'm saying hang because as spaces, like I just this morning got an email from somebody who got injured. Um Luckily, and so they're going to open up a. Um, I'm going to open up a spot. They're going to. I'm going to refund them. I'm kidding. I don't think it's good that they got injured. I just think it's good for the people on the waiting list that that person got injured. See, I remove myself. I think the waiting list people. My guess is they're super happy this person hurt themselves. That's I'm just guessing. I think that that's probably what's going on. If I said, "Are you happy this person got injured?" They were a hundred percent of them are going to say yes. We are very happy that that poor person got hurt because now we get a space in the race. Um, okay, let's talk me, not me game. And, and the reason is, is because, first of all, like I said, I want to clarify um, and define it because because people sort of forget or they fall off and they're not doing it as much or they're new to the podcast and don't know what the heck I'm talking about. The me, not me game is very, uh, this is a very simple concept. Um, it's grammatically incorrect. It should, it should be the I, not I. But what am I? Freaking... Uh, uh, Emily Post here. I don't. Yeah, whatever. I my I, my napkin's not in my lap. Um, the me not me game is is hinged on my overall approach, which is uh, and definitely more on that in this uh, week's episode, which is looking like it's going to be shorter than usual because I'm kind of whipping through these these announcements. But um, the me not me game is hinged on my overall approach, which is that that there is in a way two of us at play here. There is the, the person that has grown up a certain way, uh, been told things about ourselves when we were younger, uh, before we had maybe the most, you know, you know, really competent way of, of, of assessing those kinds of comments and, and being critical of them and saying, no, when we're young and more vulnerable, because we are, 
um, and we're told those things, sometimes those things can sink in and and, and become really our, our identity. We're almost placed with an identity before we decide who we are. Um, and that's fine if you have the time and energy and lifestyle that eventually you can say, you know what, I don't, that's not who I am. And, and I'm going to take some time to really think about that. That's not a reality for most people, frankly. It's just not. I mean, we go to school, and if we go to college, fine, and we get out of college, and we're getting to grad school, and if we're not in the grad school, whatever, we go into the workplace, and then we have families, and years pass us by. In, in that context, we often, you know, we, see, I, I love, I'm, I'm attracted, I love the fire in, in all of us. The, anybody who's yo-yo dieted, to me, I, lo- I love people who have yo-yo dieted that come to me because first of all, they come to me because they're tired of yo-yo dieting. But I am, I want to attach your, your understanding to this fact, which is people who yo-yo diet are, they're doing it because they got a fire in them. Uh, anybody who tries to improve their lives to make their lives better, I think is amazing and incredible. And, and just, and I mean, amazing in a, in a actually not overused amazing way. It's, it's an, in this context of this nutty nut nut world, somebody who takes on anything is awesome. And I, what I don't like is the discouragement and shame and guilt and feeling of failure um, from to me a flawed model, which is a diet, and so but but so I go like yeah, it's a flawed model. Don't knock yourself for not for not staying with something that's a flawed model. How about congratulate yourself that you had the freaking courage to do to try anything? I think it's incredible. Then I want to step and go. Okay, so you got that fire. Now let's be uh, a little more intelligent about it in terms of placing a system in place that fits now with a nutty nut nut world. Diets don't, they don't mesh with the nutty nut nut world. They do not mesh. The nutty nut nut world kicks them right back out and says, oh, we're too nutty nut nut for, for that diet. Kick it right back out. Small steps gets in under the radar. The nutty nut nut world doesn't even notice it's happening and you're making changes and the world is going, what? wait, whoa, whoa, how did that person become that? We didn't even notice that that was happening. We would have made them feel shameful and guilt and tried to discourage them. And under the wire, when we weren't even aware of it, this person created a life that is more uh, accurate to who how they want to live. That sucks, the nutty nut nut world would say. And I would say, uh, that's freaking great. Uh, where the me not me game sticks slips in is to say, okay, let's shed light on this. Let's let's look at this reality, which is that we grow up for years um, with opinions about ourselves that frankly may not be ours, and some of them may be ours. Some of them may be things. I'll put it this way: that we agree with, some of we disagree with. I want you to ask the question and say. What is it about that I think about myself that is actually me? What are the things that I do in my life that are more in line with who I am and who am I? I mean, that's the like the trite philosopher's question, but so essential because it is all you. This is each one of you. It is all you. It's 100% you. It's how you react to the world. It's how you, it's the choices you make. It's the acts you take. It is all starting in your head, the the perceptions of who you are, your belief systems, everything, how you interact with your external environment is all internal. A diet is an, is part of that external environment. Training plans, DVD things are part of the external environment. And I think more attention than is healthy goes to the external environment at the expense of our internal mindset, how we approach, how we develop and evolve so that we can deal with the external in a 
more self-serving, and I mean that in a very positive way, in a more self-serving way, which then in turn allows us to be, you know, better with other people in our lives, et cetera, et cetera. But it is about, to me, about self-serving. So the me, not me game is simply a quick game you play now and then. Um, Evenings are great because you can kind of look, and it's minutes, like most things that are small steps, uh, minutes where you end of the day, you kind of look back and go, Okay, when I did that thing, that's not me. Like, you know, it's it's basically building in awareness because awareness is like the ball game. The more aware you are during the day, the better the choices you make. And I don't mean good, bad, like you chose the right food. I just mean your ch- what I look at as a right choice is a choice that is in line with with your values. You, the adult, you, not what your parents told you when you were 10 about you, about how crappy you were, the kids that made fun of you in school. The you, because I think you understand and on some level know that, especially if you're, like I said, the people who yo-yo die, you got something there. There's, there's something there that wants more than what you got. And the, per, the thing that wants more is the you of that, is the actual you. The thing that wants to break out and improve his or her life is the, is the you. So when you play the me, not me game, you simply look at your life and go... You know, when I eat junk food seemingly uncontrollably or I binge eat or I don't exercise because I sit and watch, you know, freaking Facebook videos of whatever, that's not me. The beauty of the game is that it's not judgmental in a way of like I'm a crappy person because it's simply saying that's not who I'm. That person may be crappy, but that ain't me. I'm not the person who does that. And you may be thinking, well, that's kind of stupid. And I would say, nay, not stupid, because you can now really highlight the separation between the things that you do and the person you truly are. And if you are very clearly defining the person you truly are, then you have a place to go and you have a goal to to achieve. When you are willy-nilly kind of trying plans and, and diets and this and that, it's because you, 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 in my opinion, you don't have a core definition, a very, very clear definition of who you are. You know you want something more, but you don't know really what that is. You don't know what that life is that you're trying to achieve. And I think before you do any kind of external act in the world, I think it's, it's, it is primo to first define who you are so that you know where you're going, for crying out loud. Otherwise, we're just bouncing around from one thing to another, hence yo-yo dieting. We just want it so bad. But I think we have to look at it before we do anything. And we don't look at it. We just think it's weight loss, but it's never weight loss. It's that you want a life um, on your terms. And that may include you being at a healthy weight, sure. But it is about you living a life on your terms. The Me Not Me game is simply saying... When I ate that way, that wasn't me. When I, you know, later in the day, walked up to the plate of donuts and actually didn't really, I walked away from it, that was me. And you are very, right away, clarifying, defining, creating, looking at a, in a very real, considerating, considerating, considerate way of who I am. I'm the person who walks away from that donut, or I'm the person who can have just one on occasion because my most of the time I'm doing pretty darn well. Okay, good to know. And the more you hammer that home every time, the more you hammer the clarity of who you are, the more you walk into the world and can and can be familiar with who that person is and how that person would behave. And that's what gets you to me the long-term changes knowing what would this what would how would I have handled that? Well, the way I did that was not me. I would have X, Y, Z. I would have gotten off the couch 
And, and even though it felt a little tired, I just wouldn't have done as much exercise, but I would have gotten off the couch and I would have walked around my block a few times and then come in and watch and watch the Facebook videos. But I would, I, I, the me of it would have gotten up. And so all of a sudden, the next time that rolls around or maybe five times down the line, that idea pops in your head. You sit down to watch the Facebook videos because that's what your habit is. That's what you've always been doing, but it ain't you. Now you know that. And as you sit down for the Facebook video, all of a sudden this little ding ding in your head, by the way, that's the you ringing the bell, boom, metaphor. And you get up and you go, there it is. And you walk around your, your, your block five times and you come back in and still get to watch your videos. It's long-term. It's, it's, it's not sexy. It's, here's what's sexy. Sexy is um, at 10.30, don't do your Facebook videos. Get up and get hit zone two heart rate training for 30 minutes. And then you do, and you'll do that. And that's amazing. You'll feel great even. But it's, you're not, you didn't get to it in a natural way that is going to be sustaining. Your chances of burning out and going back to your old habits are huge. You could succeed, but the statistics say there's not a big chance that that's that, that that's going to happen. Instead, to me, you set the, the 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 trend. You set the new action. You set your next move with regard to that, and you do that by knowing who you are. That's the me, not me game. So this thing I did, that's not me. That that was me defining, 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 defining. Really understanding. Finally, and it could be if you're 50 and you're doing this for the first time in your life. Who am I? Boy, it looked like I was a person who was uh, taking care of everybody else, but not taking care of her or himself. But it, it seemed like that was me this whole time, and I wasn't happy. And the reason I wasn't happy now that I know that is because it actually isn't me. And so while it was the thing that I did, it's not the person I am. And that's a, a wow, mind blower, right? And that's why the subtlety of this is what it is. And that's why the responses I get from smallsteppers.com and, and just I just got an email this morning um, from somebody who commented on the YouTube channel, Mind Blower, because it's it's you don't ex- you don't see this coming. It's not sexy. You gotta stick with me for a little while to to see what what this is about. It's not the before and after photo. And uh, but on a completely selfish uh, level, I feel good delivering this message because what I'm seeing, not with everybody, but people who stick with this this approach, I'm seeing actual change. I'm seeing actual change of thought. I'm seeing results that are, to me, so much more important than any external weight loss scale result ever in the history of mankind is people thinking about their lives differently. And um, that just can't be, I'm sorry, that just can't be cooler. Just cannot be cooler. Um. The thing to understand about, and I'll sort of finish up with this deal about the me, not me game, which is what we're really talking about is the conflict. Remember I said there's two people. It's the conflict that exists between those two people that are all inside you. It's the conflict of the person who binge eats but isn't okay binge eating. It's the conflict with the person who doesn't get off the couch but fashions him or herself as a person who exercises. There is a an inherent conflict there. And we need to understand, by the way, the de- I looked up the definition of conflict, which is like in a Latin kind of, uh, I think it's Latin. It was very interesting. It means with flicked, which I didn't even know. And I, I thank God for Wikipedia because I was like, what, so what is the actual meaning? It means with flicked. So if, if you have flicked and it's you're with it, you're in conflict. You heard it here first. Okay, don't, you can hashtag me on that one. It's fine. I don't mind. I, um, I'll give you know props to Wikipedia. Mm. Cold coffee. Um, get up, get down. Do you guys know Sylvan Esso? No? Okay. Good band. 
Good band, Sylvanesso. You might want to look that up. Coffee, one of the better songs I've heard in a long time. And that's not a tangent. So this conflict that I was talking about is, is, a, is an energy suck. It is an energy suck. And so if, it, if, if somebody is so just like, here's what you do, count your calories, they're not understanding the amount of energy expenditure that exists in most humans between the things that we do and the people that we truly are. And we, not be, we may not be fully conscious yet of the person that we are, but we know when we're not happy. We know when we're, our bodies aren't healthy. That's how the conflict that we are living expresses itself, usually in the physical body. Too much weight, too little weight, skin health, low energy, sick often. These are the things that exist that are representations of the internal conflict, which is that we're not living life on our terms. If you want to lose weight, resolve the conflict that is you as a person who is a healthy eater most of the time and you that today is going to go to the office and eat a bunch of junk food because it's there and man, is it, it's, you know, technologically invented to be addictive. So that's what you're up against. There's energy expenditure there. That's a massive amount of daily stress that we are, are, are living. And furthermore, we are associating pleasure with that junk food. Short-term pleasure, not long-term pleasure, but short-term pleasure. So we at another conflict exists, which is we know somewhere we'd be better off not doing that thing. Let's just use the junk food eating because it's so freaking easy to use that. The plate of donuts at the office. We know long-term that we'd be better off not eating donuts in the office. But short-term, it just tastes good and it gives us pleasure because the, the because we're in a freaking office and our job's boring and it gives us a freaking moment of respite to go up there and get a, grab a donut and it's incredible and it is in the short term. And again, there's the conflict because we enjoy it in the moment, then we come back to the desk or maybe later on at night, regret, shame, guilt. I shouldn't have done that. I can't do it. I can't control myself. I've a binge eater. I've, I've got food addictions, all that negative stuff. And it's just a snowball. It just keeps going because that stress, that energy expenditure about that conflict leads us, guess what? Right back to the donuts the next day because we want to bump a pleasure because we're looking for pleasure. That's how it goes. That's a rough contact. That's a rough environment. I want people to be very aware and to never underestimate how difficult it is to make truly long-term changes in your life. What I always say is, I don't sell easy, I sell easier. I'm saying, this is gonna be hard work. You can minimize the hard work by approaching your life as a small stepper, by removing, by, by, via doing that, by removing guilt, shame, and self-criticism and self-judgment about how crappy of a person you are, how you can't even succeed, how you have no willpower. Of course you don't have willpower. Your energy is being sucked dry every day, and that's just the conflict of you eating the donuts. Forget about family and jobs and lifestyle stress and news reading and Facebook, whatever. It's massive, of course, of course. So, how great is it to sort of say, let me take it a little easier on myself and understand that, man, this is like a big deal that I'm trying to make any change. So why would I try to add more stress to myself and by, by, by making some drastic, crazy changes? I still kind of want the donut. It gets me through the day. But maybe for dinner, I start having a side salad. I start bringing more things in that, that help resolve that conflict between the person that is a donut eater and the person that's a healthy eater. I'm going to bring that person who's a healthy eater a little bit more in the forefront each day until finally the person who's not a healthy eater kind of gets shoved to the side for good. And then you're like, good riddance, fun, good to, good to hang out with you for a while for the first 50 years of my life, but also not super sad to see you go. 
Uh, bye bye. Right? Okay. Not all the conflict is resolved at once. And not only that, probably 100% of the conflict in your life will never be resolved. But I think to eke out a healthy, happy life means knocking down conflict one by one or whatever you're motivated to do right away. Again, I'm going to mention it. The most common misconception about my approach is that small steps have to be small, some objective size of teeny. Small step, as I define it, is simply a an, what you take on in your life that is in a, in a very manageable stress window, adaptive stress. You take on just enough so that you're not taking on so much that you burn out and so little that you stagnate. It's right, and you are in charge of adjusting that. That's, I'm not doing enough. I, I, I'm motivated. I could do more. Bump it up. Or I'm starting to dread this. I'm starting to really hate it. I notice I'm going days without doing it. I took on too much. Let me back it back down so that I'm still doing, I'm still acting, but I'm in this nice little adaptive stress place. That's that's what happens. And this conflict that you are in, and we are all in, by the way, there's always conflict because most of the time when we finally wake up enough to say, man, what I've been doing isn't working for me, it's years, and now we want to undo it as fast as possible. I get it, and I'm selling you as fast as possible. It's just not as fast as the sexy diet, which, by the way, isn't actually solving anything long-term, Okay. Got it? Good, good. Write that down. Hashtag. I just say hashtag now, not in response to anything, because I think it's so funny. I think I mentioned it last episode of the episode that people like, they speak about hashtag, even though they're not on Twitter. They'll be like, hashtag went, went to the store. Now I just say hashtag in reference to nothing. So I'll be like, yeah. So anyway, you should probably eat better. You know, it's, it feels you have more energy. Hashtag. Um, okay, so I'm going to read a quote that came out after I did last week's uh, episode on the whole sexual harassment thing, and it was called Profit of the Prophet and just the whole power structure and, and, and dignity, and, and it, it's, it's, it's such a, um, it's such a um, I feel guilty for saying this, but it's a really incredibly uh, exciting thing to see. I, obviously, there's pain, and so I don't want to see the pain, but the fact that there's the power of it all that is people coming forward now is amazing to watch. I just wish it never happened in the first place. I want to be clear about that. Um, but Claire McCaskill uh, is a senator, I believe. Yeah, she's a senator. Sarah McClare, Claire McCaskill, she came out and she said, you know, when she was interning or, or whatever they do at the, in, in, the, um, in the government, uh, you know, AIDS and things like that, uh, it was such a climate of sexual harassment. She would take the stairs uh, always because in the elevator she'd be groped, all this kind of crazy stuff. Um, I mean, insane. And just, yeah, just, yeah, that's what you do. I mean, that's just kind of the area. It's like, oh my God, what planet is this normal? It's just the most amazing thing how you can be part of something for so many days and hours that you just, your body and your mind just go, yeah, this is what it is. You know, it, and it should be, people from the outside go, if I were in that situation, I would never. It's like, yeah, probably not. You know, it, 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 those are all people in there who are intelligent, and it's just an environment that is so crazy that your body has to survive, your mind has to survive, and just make it normal and figure out a way that you can get through the day. Sound familiar? Yeah, because it is. It's it's that it's that we want again. We want these lives of joy and happiness. And when we're in a situation where we talk about conflict, you want the job. But you're in conflict about the way you're being treated, and you have to figure out how to resolve that, and you have to be very clear, uh, if you want to do it successfully, about the life that is truly you and, and what you would do in that situation. Here's the quote, and I, it, unfortunately, it was it, like I said, it came out after last week's episode, otherwise I would have included it at the time. 
Senator Claire McCaskill, quote, because whenever you're in a position where you have very little to no power, it is very hard to imagine yourself taking on somebody who is very powerful and the system that made him powerful, she said. Quote, another quote, so it was something that felt like I had to choose between my career and coming forward. Something that felt like I had to choose between my career and coming forward. That's a, that's a massive quote to me. First of all, she felt like she had to choose between her career and coming forward. That, that means that that's, again, here's the internal part. It's not, it's not objective. It's not somebody saying you have to choose this. It's that that was her perception of this thing. Her also perception is that she's in a position of very little to no power. And then you're taking on somebody who is very powerful. Those are perceptions. They really, really are. In the context of, of, of work, it seems so real. The, the power structure of this human versus this human celebrity versus you know politician and all this kind of we look at these figures and they're powerful but they're not really powerful they're only that we perceive them because it is about how we react to things it is about how we perceive things if you notice if you met somebody who's a super famous celebrity who you may not have heard about and you meet them in the supermarket, you're not going to be like, oh my gosh, I don't know who this person is. I've never met them, but they are so powerful. I can definitely, I see that without knowing anything about them. I feel the power. No, it's that you, you, when you know who they are, then there's the expectation and the, 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 you know, you look at them in their context of their work and maybe you admire their work, all these kinds of things that go into feeding our perception that somebody is powerful or not, but it is our perception I'm not here saying that Claire McCaskill at age whatever should have, you know, walked away. I can't, I can't make that judgment for her. What I can say is that for all of you, that, and for especially for my children, like I talked about last week, I want hopefully, and for myself and my wife, to be in a situation where it's very clear what I want and who I am in this situation so that I may not act in that moment, but when I come home and maybe play the me, not me game, I can realize like... Yeah, no. There's no. This is not a choice. This is. I'm not choosing between my career and coming forward. This is not actually a choice. I know exactly uh, who I am in this situation. A choice is like, I don't know, A or B. I mean, I guess A or B. But if you clearly, because you had a little take moments of of asking who you are, realize, yeah, I'm all about A. I'm all about A. Then all of a sudden, it's not really a choice, is it? Then it's not, well, I don't know, A or B. It's like, no, A. The B is not even on the table. B is not representative of who I am. There could still be conflict because you know A is you, and you're still going to do B because, because you have pressures of finances and you have goals that are bigger than the day that you're going to work and getting in the elevator and getting groped. I can't resolve that. I wish I could. I wish I could find every person who's about to get mistreated and abused and step in and go, what the, f stop, like cops, please, can we get this dealt with? But that's just not realistic. I can't protect my children from every situation. I can only hopefully guide them and embolden them 
to be able to make a decision when that and if that time comes. Same thing with you guys. And again, not really to embolden you, but to get you locked onto the power that you already have. My guess is, and I'm totally guessing here, and I don't know Claire McCaskill, I don't even know what party she's in. I could not care less. I really couldn't. I just looked at this quote and I was like, wow, that is profound. And I respect her for even putting that forward because it's so honest and and sad and and just heartbreaking. But I want, I think, and I'm guessing at that time, she know, knew very well uh, that there was a conflict, that she knew very well that that all things being equal, uh, she was more of the person who would have walked away and stepped forward. She made a choice, which is that, okay, I'm going to put that on the back burner and sort of make that okay because I've got bigger fish to fry. Maybe I want to help people, and this is the stuff I got to deal with to get to the point where I can help people. I don't know. It's all internal to Claire. It's all internal to Claire. I have no idea. Um, but heartbreaking nevertheless. Okay? I just, it's, it's like, you know, whatever. I, look, uh, I want to be clear. Like, the, the me, not me game is not... It, it, the whole... My whole approach isn't about s- to stop being who I am, but to start being who I am. That, that is the, the sell here, of course, is that on the other side of this is so much better. And, and you don't need the donuts as much when you're living in, in, in line with who you are. And again, I'll say it one more time. It's not, it's not that you're going to stop being who you are. It's, gonna, it's that you're, this process, you, you begin the process of beginning to be who you are, to sometimes for the first time in your life. And it's such a weird thing because if you're 50... And I keep putting out 50 because now I'm just dangerously close to 50. I'm turning 49 in like a month. Um, it's weird to think, well, wait, I'm 50. Of course I, I'm who I am. And you may not be. And it's, a weird, it's not a bad thing. It's, a, it's a, a very typical thing to all of a sudden be 50. Sometimes it, it, your life is such that that's the first time you've had a freaking breath. Maybe your kids are older and they're out of school uh, and they're living on their own, you have more time in your hands, and all of a sudden you wake up and go, holy crap, Like that's, there's been a lot of conflict. This doesn't mean that you, your life's been bad. It just means there's moves you want to make, and it's certainly not too late to make them at 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. Couldn't care less. It's like there's always time to sort of bring more joy into your life, right? And you just may have had that first chance to, to look at that stuff at age 50. Fine, fine. No, no, no worries. Like you're going to get going and do some cool stuff. There's more cool stuff to be done, but you are, you're, it's, it's about, I'm going to start being who I am. Very cool. That's how I look at it. I think it, and and so I'm going to get into the the subject of this week's episode, which is called fix the vacuum. Um, And what I mean by that is I'm not talking about fixing your vacuum and I'm all about for cleanliness and, and dusting and everything else, but this is like not actually about a vacuum cleaner. Just want you to know that. Um, this episode was inspired by a, a member of Small Steppers who, who at the live Q&A said, um, she asked a question about crafting steps on her list. And I did, I did address this in the YouTube video too, so a little more in depth here, but I wanted to hit it in both places because it's so important uh, to the approach. To how to craft, she, she was, she, she, in her case, she wanted to, to, to make moves on eating. So this was just in this person's again small steppers is applied to everywhere but the mindset is the mindset it has nothing to do with food so she's applying it to food she says there's things i'm very clear about like not eating junk food how do i turn that into a a a step that is positive not like it's positive but like a literally positive not negative um a do step not a don't so i said a couple things first of all i said um that oftentimes food is like the last thing i advise people ever to small step into because usually it's the main 
focus of their desire to live healthier and happier. They've decided that food's the deal, and usually it's not the deal. And so sometimes I go like kick that can down the road. Um, so one thing you can do is bring in non-food related things, uh, steps that are all do steps, journaling, meditating, deep breathing and or meditating, uh, exercising, socialize, actually socializing, not, not social media, socializing. Um, small stepping into areas, those are all active doing, not not doing kinds of steps um, that then will lead you to being more aware and more engaged in your life that will then lead you to choices uh, around food that are more in line with who you are, hence the me, not me game. But the thing about it is even in the food realm, if you were just to take food, I would say leave the junk food where it is and put steps in of eating a salad a couple times a week or starting a morning, one morning a week with fresh fruit or whatever. Again, active, not indirect. And so what I said in the video, and I'll say here is, of course, it's. I'm not saying not eating junk food is 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 isn't somehow a great thing, and that or that not eating junk food will help you be healthier and happier. It will. It's just where is your focus? Where is your mindset around this? Yes, eating less junk food factually will mean you're going to be eating better factually. But now, boots on the ground, how do we actually make this happen in our lives? How do we actually make this reality happen of less junk food? Because one way is, okay, no junk food, no junk food, no junk food. There's a donuts, no junk food, no eating donuts, no eating donuts. I shouldn't eat donuts. I can't eat donuts. I can't have that. I can't have, please help me. I can't, I shouldn't do that. And then the other way is, okay, donuts are there. They're a reality. I've been doing it for years. To expect me to not do that overnight is kind of crazy. Let me bring in healthy eating. Let me bring in, if I, even if I still eat donuts, let me bring in um, some snacking of carrots and celery. Still having the donuts, still having donuts, but I'm going to sn- snack on the carrots and celery during the day at my office. And then when I have a donut, I'm actually feeling a little better because I, I eat some healthier stuff. I'm more confident because I know that I can eat that healthy stuff. So let me go a little deeper on that. There is a vacuum created by not doing something by focusing on what not to do. The vacuum is that if we say no donuts, the vacuum we create is we get rid of the donuts and we've got nothing in its place. I live, I work in the in the space of all about what is in its place. That's 100% of my work is about what are you, who are you? Because if you don't know who you are and you just stop eating donuts, you're left in a vacuum of like, well, now I don't know, what do I do? What, like, what, I, what am I replacing it with? It, it, 100% of your thought should be, what do I do? Who am I in this? What, 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 who, what does this person that I truly am eat? You might still have the donuts today, but at least define how you eat. Make that definition of how you actually eat. Not in reality, not how you did yesterday. How the person that is truly you eats. Uh, I can only speak about myself. I eat really well most of the time. And then sometimes I eat not so well. That's it's pretty simple. Like most days I eat really, really well. Some days I don't, but most days I do. That's just me. So if I have a, uh, something less than hell, a donut freaking from Whole Foods or whatever, I don't sweat it because that's clearly not my most of the time. I eat really well such that I'm feeling good. And if I feel good, then if I have something less than healthy now and then, no biggie. That's just me. But I know that definition so that as I try to, to di- maybe I got to the point where I'm eating a little too, too many donuts, let's say. It's not because 
Um, I don't know how to eat. It's that maybe, you know, the stress of whatever's happening, I'm kind of going there, but I'm very aware that I go when, when it's not working for me and I go, boy, I've been eating too many donuts lately. Like I'm not feeling well. I'm starting to put on weight. I don't have the energy. It's not like I don't know now what do I do? I know exactly what to do. I begin to small step in. I got to bring in the things that me, the real me, would do. I got to go like, I got to get myself back in the mix here. Kind of lost myself a little bit. I did an episode recently about losing it, like losing yourself in this mix. But you got to know who you are. It's, it's the focus on the not. It's, it's, this is, I think, a problem when we focus on what we're not doing. The solution for some people, by the way, in this kind of idea, and I want to be clear that I am 100% not about this at all. In fact, I'm the opposite of this, is this idea of uh, fake it till you make it. Because to me, that's like um, a half-assed way of the me, not me game. It is not really about who you are. It's still in living in that very external looking outward for your own truth and happiness. And you should be looking inward, not should, but to do it, you would do, you would. <laughs> I try to avoid the word should because I hate the word should, should so much because it's not pressure. I'm just saying to live the life you want to live, you got to know what the life is you want to live. If you want to be a healthy person and you know that and then you ask yourself, well, how do I define that? What would that look like? Like what would ideally, what would I truly I be doing? That's a really amazing, great conversation. If you say, I want to eat healthier, let me look outside and see what the person on YouTube is eating and how they act. And let me act like them for a, for a time. I'm going to fake it until I make it. Guess what? You generally ain't going to make it because you don't know what the heck you're making. You are faking. You are pretending to be somebody else. And by the way, you're just putting conflict on conflict because now you're acting like another thing external to you. First, it was your parents' comments about you and all those things that play. And those are all external to you that you've been living as if they were you. Now you're going to be as an adult choosing to fake it until you make it. Well, how are you going to fake it? What What is going to make up the reality of you if you're faking it till you make it? Because you're you're not creating what you're faking. You're looking at a superstar and going, that person is very famous at music and they act like this and they wear these kinds of sunglasses and they drive this way and they talk this way. I'm going to do that. I'm going to keep doing that until magically somehow all of a sudden I become a famous musician. I don't know. Or you go, let me look at what I would do. If I were a musician, well, I would write a bunch of songs and I would work my ass off and I would put hours and hours into what I love to do and I would hone my craft and I would, who knows, whatever. And then the work begins, the actual work begins. And that's how you become the person that you are and want to be. Same thing, in my opinion, is you again, you begin to be who you truly are. You are becoming more of who you already are and you know who that person is along the way because you didn't pretend, again, to sort of model something external to you. You're calling the shots here. Fake it until you make it is pretending. It is not actually being, I'll go back to food just because it's easy. You're not actually being somebody who eats healthy if you pretend to look and act like somebody who eats healthy. You are somebody who eats healthy if you sp- put a step on your steps list that is, I'm going to have one stock of celery per day, then while you're eating that one stock of celery per day, you factually actually are somebody who eats healthy in that moment. There's no faking. There's no, what does it look like? You're actually doing it. You're eating a stock of celery. By definition, you're somebody in that moment that is eating healthy food. That's how you get to know what that's like. 
So you don't ever have, small steppers never have to fake it till we make it. We never have to fake it till we make it because we begin to act like who we are in the moment because we small step. We begin to know what it is like to be that person. If we want to be somebody who exercises, we don't look outside and go, hey, look at uh, Jimmy Connors because I think he's the last professional athlete that I remember. So Jimmy Connors wears these headbands and these wristbands and these tennis shoes. I'm going to dress like that and I'm going to walk around with the same haircut and just Jimmy Connor it up all day. Or we can say, you know what? I truly am somebody who exercises. I haven't ever exercised, but I know that I am. And so I'm going to get off the couch and I'm going to walk around for five minutes. I'm going to move my body intentionally around my house for five minutes. And when you do that, while you're doing that five minutes, you are actually somebody who is exercising. That is, of course, I always hammer this home, the self-esteem and self-confidence about this because you're achieving in that moment. But you're not faking it. You are, in in a very real, profound way, (laughs) being the person that you already are. It might only be for five minutes that day. But if you get to be the person that you truly are, even for a minute, the, the feeling around that, the, 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 it, it's, I just, there's no other way to describe it. It feels, I've talked about this before, it feels right. It feels at the depth of your soul perfectly in line. It is almost beyond words. It is just, yeah, yeah, this is, yes, I'm walking around and you sit back down on your couch and you're like, yeah, got it. And that's how you begin the process excuse me, of self-identification, of of identifying as somebody who exercises every day or most days, I would say. And that's why I've asked clients who, you know, this actually happened where, you know, people don't eat well most days. Maybe a client comes to me and they're not eating well. But then we begin a step of you know, eating, let's say one stock of celery or whatever, one stock of celery per day. And then a few weeks later, I ask them, are you somebody who eats healthy food every day? And for some of them, they've been able to say yes for the first time in their entire lives because it's actually true. The people who don't understand this process and look at it from the outside say, that's stupid. That's a stock of celery. That's not going to make weight loss. That's you know, not even enough calories. Of It's like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I go, this is so not about that. This is eventually them taking that new identification of being somebody who eats healthy and growing into somebody that is doing it enough to actually make the physical dam- uh, the physical change, physical damage, the physical change. This isn't about the celery or the calories or the micronutrients in celery. This is an act of, of in that moment, being who you truly are. That is how you fix the vacuum. If you if I tell these clients don't eat junk food, I am short shrifting them. I am I'm I'm not doing a good job because I'm not saying do this. I'm saying don't do that. Guess what? They already know. They already know how to not. They already know they shouldn't do that. They already they don't already know they don't want to eat junk food. That's why they came to me in the first place. My job is to say instead do this. And what I and and so do diets. In 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 defense of diets, they say do this. They say eat this, this, and this. But I'm not actually saying do this in terms of diet. I'm saying do this in terms of action. I'm saying do this in terms of self-identification. I'm saying set the stage to then become somebody who may eat the food that's in that diet. But man, if you don't do the legwork first and you don't fill that vacuum of not what to eat at 1030, but who that person is who eats healthy food, you're not going to succeed. But if you do do the work, if you say, let me fix this vacuum, of course, I want to remove these things, but what is my life going to actually look like? 
not particularly what am I going to eat, but am I going to generally eat healthy food and what that what what is that going to look like day to day? Um, who am I here? Am I when I say that I'm a healthy eater? When I say that I don't want to eat junk food, what do I do? What do I want to eat? How do I want to eat? More importantly, do I eat most days and I kind of want to whatever on weekends? Do I eat most days really well, except for when I go out to dinner with friends and I don't worry about it so much, or or maybe I even eat better than I did, you know, before even when I go out. I make choices that are more in line with who I am and I enjoy food just as much. But you're filling in the vacuum there. You're fixing the vacuum. You're not saying, I'm going to stop eating this and I'm going to choose this external diet, which still isn't helping me craft an identity around this. It's still external, 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 external. When the reality of your success, when the, the, the life you want to live is crafted already, in my opinion, by you. It's already there. I just want it to come out. I want it to come out, ideally on a piece of paper, so that you go, oh, that's okay. All right, now I know. That's who I am. Didn't know that before. I'm actually not a binge eater. I've called myself a binge eater, but clearly I'm in conflict about that because I don't like being a binge eater. Clearly my binge eating has been going on for years. I may not even know where it came from. Maybe it came from my parents telling me I was XYZ. Don't know, don't care, but now it's so good to know that I'm actually not a binge eater. Boy, I can't wait to start living more in line with that person. Well, one thing I could do right away is set an alarm on my phone at 3 p.m. when I usually get up to go to the donuts and just say, you know, think for one minute if you really want the donuts or not. I might still have them and maybe I can't help myself now, but let me just have moments where I can kind of key into who I am and know that this is the person that steps into the vacuum of not eating donuts and, and does these things this way and calls shots this way. That's how you fix the vacuum. But you've got to fix the vacuum. You cannot focus on what not to do unless you have something that you're going to put in its place when it's gone. Because what will happen if you don't have something very clear about who you are, you will go back to the things that are easiest. That's how you're wired. So if you focus on not eating donuts, not eating donuts, and have nothing to fill in in between, you're not going to put something in, in, in that vacuum, you're going to go back to eating donuts. It's too hard. It's too hard when you're floating around and not know where your feet are going to land. Know where you want your feet to land. Then when you push the donuts out of the way eventually, it's because you stepped into place and said, yeah, not on my watch. This is not who I am. Not today. Dig? Fix that vacuum. And also, probably my most important point here is also literally fix the vacuum because your floor is disgusting. I mean, you have a long-haired dog and you have a broken vacuum. I'm not coming over to visit. I'll tell you that much. Not, I'm, not, I'm not doing hair in my coffee. So yeah, this is important in terms of the vacuum of our lives, but also it is about fixing your freaking Dyson. I mean, for crying out loud, that thing's 500 bucks. Fix the damn thing. Um, there's, I have no shame of, t of taking a turn for the worse at the very end. I don't want to be all positive and then you guys walk away and go, that's cool, this is giving me something to think about. I want to just really run it through the gutter at the very end so that you kind of come out of here going, I just wasted an hour of my time and now I'm not going to get that hour back. That to me is that's the response that I get from people Then I've succeeded as a podcaster. Um, you guys are awesome. Have I told you that before? Uh, you are. Why? Because you come listen to this thing and maybe you tell people about it and, and that's how, I'm not, I don't have billboards on Highway 10. I'll put it that way. Okay. Um, and so I, I want you guys to succeed. When you succeed, I succeed. 
Um, the smallsteppers.com thing is great. If you think it's kind of weird, maybe not for you, uh, I, urge, I do urge you to give it a try. It is a life-changing thing. It really, really is. And it's so cool. And, and, and it's such a great community of people who are, who are involved in it right now. It's so super cool. Um, but thanks, everybody, for your support and iTunes reviews and whatever else. You know, podcasters, we ask for this stuff because we put this stuff out for free. And we like the idea that there's a little trade and part of it is that you guys come and listen to this and that's great and, and if you're affected by it and the other part of the trade is maybe you come in and do a few lines on iTunes and that just helps us get the word out about our respective shows and it's not a, don't do it as a favor to me do it if it's important if it feels like it's something you want to stand behind then I'm just saying stand behind it in whatever way you do that, that'd be great for me if not no biggie you can email me podcast at sidgarzahillman.com if you have any questions or comments podcast at SidGarzaHillman.com. I will be back next week with episode 219. That's 219, everybody. Count them. 219 weeks in a row. You guys are awesome. Um, I'm going to change things up a little bit this week. So next week, before I come back, do me a big favor. This is very different. This is never anything you've heard before. Before I come back next week, do me a favor. Be well. That a shimmering sun Go away You're all the words I couldn't say There before me Your heart breaks And I just watch it break Not a place to hide, you are bare And only to decide that I am coming with you That I will finally see what you see I have no place to hide, I am bare Say we are bare, 
our hearts break That a threadbare moon will take its place Simple few, you have learned to take. 